You are listening to Deeper Roots, a podcast to help equip the members of New Branch Community Church to glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, visit newbranch.com. Is this thing on? It's on. It's running. Welcome to the first episode of our Deeper Roots podcast. I'm here joined by... You're already laughing. (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to draw attention to that. Who are you? Tell them who you are. Oh, I didn't know you want me to. Yeah, I'm Ken. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. Joined by Ken and Matt. Um, And so why a podcast? Why are we doing a podcast? Yeah, so I think uh, this is a great opportunity for us to um, go deeper on some subjects, um, the church, kind of our rhythms as far as corporate services is one service a week. And so um, this uh, provides an opportunity for us to do additional teaching, sometimes going deeper on some things that um, that we touch on during the sermon. Um, but also, uh, it's just another teaching venue for us to um, address our church, um, our members, um, and equip them um, in some ways that um, are particularly pertinent to what our church is going through and what we're um, what we're talking about as a church. Matt, what do you think? Um, because people don't read anymore, uh, so um, maybe they'll uh, yeah engage this way. Of course, if this is we're probably behind the time, so this is probably outdated now. Right. That we're starting it. If we're doing it, it's got to be out there. Yeah, we'll have to figure something else out now. But uh, yeah, I agree with Ken. That's a great avenue. Uh, hopefully, be a way to engage folks. They can use it on the on the commute, out for a walk in the neighborhood, doing chores around the house. They could listen to a, a quick, uh, you know, episode of a podcast that is geared for the aimed intended audiences, our church, our folks uh, yes. who are here weekly, and uh, we're trying to engage them uh, with some with some content that goes a little bit further, and we're able to do every week. Yeah, I think I think knowing how much our people commute, knowing I mean, I drive around all over Metro Atlanta, listening to podcasts all the time. So I think it is just a good touch point. So, uh, so what what can people expect uh, besides Ken laughing at me every week? Uh, what can people expect? Um, we're trying to post weekly, so trying to keep it. Can we even should we even put that out there? What we're trying to keep it to, or is that going to commit us to something? Uh, yeah, I, I think we definitely want to try to keep it between 20 and 30 minutes. Um, you said it. My, my goal, um, is to talk really slowly so that if you listen to this at time and a half, uh, it'll still be, uh, intelligible. And likewise, I'm going to talk really fast so that people can't get the right balance. Down. Too late. Too late. Okay. Like slow and fast. And then, we won't. uh, the three of us, um, have kind of taken this on uh, to dive into this, but uh, I think we've also discussed that uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be limited to us. Some of the other elders uh, bringing them in from time to time, uh, potentially um, bringing in a missionary or a church planter uh, along those lines. So, um, yeah. And, yeah. and we, I think we also talked about um, you know, possibly open, opening this up to uh, church members and, you know, we, we'd love to hear what you guys want to hear addressed. Um, and so, uh, we'll figure out how to do that. 
uh, we'll figure out how you can um, send us your suggestions for topics to discuss. Um, not that we, we're, we're not obligating ourselves and can't guarantee that we'll be able to do an entire episode on that, but uh, we'd love to hear the kinds of things that interest you, that you're curious about, that we can address. Let's get, let's get Matt to post that on Facebook. Yes, I'll post it on Facebook. On my, Social media. On my, on my, uh, on my personal team. account. Yes. <laughs> um, so for our inaugural topic, uh, the one that people look back and say, I remember them when. That's right. What is it? What are, I remember them before they were cool. That's what I said. <laughs> Elders and their shots. That's an assumption that we're ever cool. No, yeah, for sure. Uh, big assumption. Probably not going to happen. Um, maybe in the new heavens and the new earth. Um, <laughs> the uh, elders and their shepherding. So here's what I have in view. We could talk a lot about a lot of different things when it comes to elders. We could talk about qualifications. We could talk about our process for vetting elders. We could talk about the leadership. We could talk about why we do elders at New Branch. Uh, but I want to own in today just on the, the role of shepherding. So I just became an elder. Uh, let me read a verse that I find fairly sobering and I would say borderline terrifying. So Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So I think about that. I think about Acts chapter 20. Uh, it's just, it's, I'm sobered by the, the thought of giving an account to God for people that were bought at the price of Christ's blood. Um, but uh, we can come back to the way your leader part. Uh, maybe we can get to, to that here, or maybe in a different episode. Uh, but let's start here, very practically. Brand new elder, what's your charge when it comes to shepherding? I'm about to be assigned. I've just been assigned shepherding list. What's your charge to me and the other new elders? What are my marching orders when it comes to shepherding? So um, I, I think we can approach this from both sides. It might be helpful. Uh, both what is our charge to you um, and and what what should our members be expecting um, just so that there's a, a, a clear expectation of um, when their shepherding elder contacts them? What, what, is that, what does that look like? Um, yeah, so a little bit of background might be helpful. Um, as a church, up until about four years ago, um, our shepherding um, uh, we'll go back even further further uh, to the canonization of the New Testament, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> Peter's first epistle, uh, he exhorts the elders, shepherd the flock of God that is among you. And so uh, that's our charge. Um, and yes, this passage out of uh, Hebrews certainly is um, very serious, very sobering to consider that in our shepherding, we will be held accountable to those that are under our care. And so um, uh, we've always considered that responsibility to be very important. However, um, as we started as a church and we were when we were younger and smaller, uh, most of our shepherding was uh, informal, organic and reactive. Okay, and, um, and and that was fine when we were smaller, uh, 
because uh, we naturally all uh, knew all of the families and were in regular, had a regular touch with, uh, with all of them. But as we've grown, um, we've recognized that we can't just assume that all of us as elders are going to be able to know uh, everyone. The span of care is too broad. And so about four years ago, we made the decision to divide up the, the membership, divide up our directory, and assign them to, um, to an elder. Um, and even though we've done that, um, all of the elders are still responsible for the entire flock. And so um, right now with, uh, with the number of elders that we have, we've been able to, to reduce that span of care even more. So now we've got uh, about six families each. I got five. You got five. You didn't trust me. Yes. Um, you got to start somewhere. That's right. Uh, rookie. Um, but, uh, would you say that's, that's the, the, the diving it up is, I mean, that's kind of the application pay careful attention at reading from X 20, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flocks. So that's a way of making sure that no one falls through the cracks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and, and that's, that's why we went to this, mm-hmm. um, so that, um, each elder would have a more particular attention, pay more particular attention to specific families. Uh, although we're still going to have to give an account for everyone in the church. And so, um, so yeah, so that's why we did that. Um, and, and when we did that, um, we talked about what is, what is the expectation and what, and what are we doing here? As shepherds, our responsibility are, is to lead, feed, and care for the flock. Um, and so uh, caring for the flock uh, involves knowing them, mm-hmm. knowing what their needs are, knowing what their challenges are, their concerns are. Uh, and so um, as a shepherding elder, uh, you'll be responsible for those five families, um, spending time with them, getting to know them more than you would you know, the rest of the church and finding out uh, some things that um, that they're challenged with, what they're, and, and it's not just to pray with them, it's to, it's to provide counsel and to walk with them through uh, the challenges that they're facing. Matt, you got to jump in here at some point. Very practically, like, what's, what's that look like? You got to like spell it out for me because, you know, I'm kind of socially awkward. Shepherd folks. So uh, tell me like, what's like, yeah. Talking about getting into the homes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, Ken just said, you know, you've got to know them. And so you've got to spend time with them to know them. Um, and I think uh, starting to build relationships with folks, uh, paying attention to uh, the things that they're saying, they're talking about, the things that are weighing heavy on them. It could be before and after services, same thing that I can pray for you about this week. Uh, anything that's challenging in your life right now, ask them that just to see. Uh, maybe what they'll uh, let in on. And then once you get some of that information, just follow up with them. Um, so how, how, how is that going? I, I know you said your job's been a struggle lately. Um, and then I think, you know, if, if we think about the fact that we're supposed to shepherd folks, then we need to think about the reality that we are trying to stir them up to love and good works, to encourage them not to grow weary of doing good. And so um, what does it look like 
you know, God's got you in this season of suffering, whether it's a health crisis, financial crisis, a job struggle, relational strife, whatever it is, um, to try to shepherd them to see what does it look like to respond in faithfulness to God in the midst of this trial that you're going through. Uh, yeah. So they do mature and grow in Christ likeness. Is that what you mean by practical? That yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean that's practical. Um, well, so I'll, how much I'll, of it? I'll, let me let me give you a little bit more practical. Yes, please do. Just in terms of actual contact, I can take all the practical I need. So um, I, I think it is a healthy expectation for church members to consider that their shepherding elder will be in touch with them at least on a monthly basis. Um, if, if they're faithful in their church attendance and you are as well, um, that, that will be more regular, uh, because there will be informal times of just touches at, uh, at church events and, and worship services and, and so forth. But, um, a, a more formal, real touch, uh, whether it's a phone call or a text or whatever, at least monthly. And then when we originally started this, and of course the pandemic has made this more challenging, but uh, we said um, at least twice a year that we would be in the home, sitting down with them, intentionally walking through some kind of um, uh, devotional, uh, opening the word, um, teaching from the word, uh, but also having a face-to-face conversation with them about how they're doing, how their marriage is doing, um, and, and so I think it's healthy for our membership to know that that's part of what we're aiming at so that they can expect that, yeah. um, and, and see that, uh, this is part of the care that we want to provide as elders to the church. Yeah. So let's say that take that twice a year home thing, is that primarily a spiritual health check versus like. Uh, like looking for crisis, looking for whatever, or is it like, yes, for, I mean, you are looking for that. Absolutely. Certainly. But, but what, what also, what, what about when people are healthy, they seem going along fine, spiritually fine. Uh, is that spurring them on? Um, and Matt, you mentioned spurring them on towards love and good deeds. So can you talk a little bit about that? Did I, did I get a question in there? Yeah, I think it's, um, if you think about what a shepherd is, you're going to have, uh, sometimes you'll have sheep that are hungry mm-hmm. and they need to be fed. Sometimes you have sheep that are hurting, uh, that, that have broken limbs and they need to be mended and they need particular care. Um, but all of us, as part of what we talked about in our Gather, Grow, Go series, is that all of us need to be spurred to grow, help others grow, and to be going with the gospel. And those, th- those are three things that we've kind of mapped out as a church that, that we want to be encouraging one another to do those things, to be growing in our walk with Christ, helping others grow, at least one other person grow in their walk with Jesus, and that we're going with the gospel, that we're being intentional and deliberate about um, looking for and taking advantage of gospel opportunities to share Christ with unbelievers. And so um, if you're healthy, there's no crisis, there's no major challenges going on in your life, um, I, I think that would be something that you would uh, be expected to be spurred on in. Yeah. Um, how are you growing? Yeah. What are some things I can be praying for you as you seek to continue to pursue holiness and godliness? Um, how can I, as a shepherd, 
walk alongside you in that? Who are you helping to grow? Um, is there anybody on your horizon? Who are the lost people in your life? Not as a not as a guilt trip, but just to be that spur, right? To to continue to pursue those things. Well, I think I think having received shepherding from uh, elders, uh, Mr. Bodhi. Uh, by the time this releases, I can say that he's rolling off, right? By the time this releases, I just did. I can edit it. But um, but I think one of the things that's great uh, is that, that like I had a pastor in Bodhi, elder pastor, same thing. I had a pastor in Bodhi that even, you know, as our church has grown, uh, he, he's focused on just a few families. Um, and so I think that, uh, not to say that you're not my pastor. You're all the elders were my pastor, and uh, but uh, it's it's it was we, Leah and I always enjoyed when uh, Bodhi's just checking in on us. How much of this shepherding is you mentioned reactive before? How much of this shepherding now we seem to be doing proactive and reactive? Um, but the reality is is that some of the things when it comes to reactive. When it comes to crisis, uh, the reality is is that you guys right here around the table are a little bit more equipped to handle certain things, right? You disagree in terms of like a crisis, like a marriage issue, or something like that. I mean, you still do the you still do quite a bit of counseling, sure. So, um, so having a shepherding elder doesn't mean that they're not that that our people don't still get counseling from you or counseling from. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's something that still happens. Um, although one of the things we recognize as as elders is that all of us, myself included, um, can and should continue to grow in our ability to use the word to counsel. And so um, we're uh, we're determining, you know, how can we as elders, all of us, not just myself, but all of us, uh, be a better biblical counselor. Um, but yeah, I am always available. Um, but it would be a very unusual circumstance that I would enter into a counseling relationship, uh, wherein their shepherding elder is not somehow involved, uh, involved in that process. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Matt. Because we have to get you on the board a little bit more. Um, suppose, like, this is kind of weird, right? If you're not from a church that does shepherding this way. Right. Like, suppose I just became a member at New Branch. I just got assigned an elder. Like, what should I, what am I going to expect from that? Yeah. Well, let me, I'll back up one step from that and just say you maybe. May, no, I do like your question. But maybe, maybe, maybe they're here and they're listening to this and they've not joined. Uh, you know, I think one sure. thing that we look at a lot of times is, uh, like you just said, this passage is really sobering that we're going to give an account for people. So the first thing I want to know is who am I going to give an account for? Absolutely. So, that's, uh, so there's that's my, crucial. That's a good point. You could, church that's membership. You made my question better. I appreciate <laughs> so, that. So I want to know. Shepherd the flock. Shepherd the flock. This among flock? you. Yeah, who's the flock? Are they here? Uh, do we do we know them? Uh, do we know who, who we're going to give an account for? And that works both ways uh, because oftentimes, too, um, we would like to give folks better care, but they've not yet said they want to join New Branch and want that care. Uh, and so part of the way that you say you want that care is by actually becoming a member. Commit. commit Submitting. To the family. Yeah. Because you said earlier, 
you know, Bodie's my elder. You guys are my elders. Well, you know, we, we, you know who your elders are and the elders know who, who the flock is. So that works both ways. That's important. Uh, I think as people come in, uh, they should, they should know and expect uh, that uh, we're working hard not to lord over people. Uh, scripture tells us not to do that, but we are working hard to care well for people. Uh, to be physicians of the soul, so to mm-hmm. speak. And you talked about reactive, proactive uh, at times. Listen, we all uh, are, are needy and needed, to use Ed Welch's language. We all, God's placed us in fellowship in the church uh, because we need one another. And uh, so we all have blind spots. And uh, so people should expect that elders are going to ask questions and, and probe a little bit mm-hmm. when you say something. Well, tell me a little bit more about that. What does that look like? What do you mean? And, uh, and we may just come along inside because we are trying to be proactive. Uh, and sometimes we just notice patterns in people's lives that are indications that things may not be well. And we may be saying, is everything going okay? You know, I've, I've witnessed this or seen this. It's because we care. It's because we love you. Uh, it's not because we're, um, yeah, looking out to, to, to bust somebody on something. No, we, we want to know and want to help and want to encourage and walk beside people. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, it's, it's probably worth saying, um, especially at this point, because we've just brought on new elders um, or additional elders, and um, we have uh, kind of uh, recast uh, who is responsible for whom in the church. And so I, I think it's worth saying that uh, there is a honeymoon period where, um, you know, we're, we're contacting our uh, sheep, uh, the, our families, and um, if there's all, if there's not already a really solid relation, relational trust there, connection, um, we understand that you know time has to allow that to be built. Sure. Um, I do think that's part of the not to get ahead of ourselves, but part of the obey your leaders is uh, to to trust their motives. Uh, these are your pastors these are your elders and so trust why they're coming to you they're not coming to you to to uh to enact church discipline um they're they're coming to care you're you're a sheep we're all sheep and we need to be cared for and and encouraged and all of that so um trust their motives um in in why they're coming but we do understand it's going to take some time uh before perhaps um some of our folks will open up completely to us. Sure. Um, What are some ways that people might misconstrue what elder shepherding is? Hmm. I think I got, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I I would, I would say on one hand, um, depending on how they've seen it done um, in their past, um, it may have been heavy handed. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have bordered on pastoral abuse, um, and so it could be a, a wide variety of ways in which they have seen it not done well, and um, and so it's it's possible to to uh, you know project that onto the elders at New Branch as we try to shepherd. Um, so that would that would be one way. Yeah, I think you can. Uh, I'll play off my. Last uh, session at a strengthening base workshop. You can expect too little. You can expect too much. Uh, you can expect uh, too little. Uh, if you're expecting too little, then you're tempted to say, 
it's none of your business. Why are you asking me, you know, something about what's going on in my life? Well, because of what we've been saying, we care. Uh, then you're probably expecting too little out of the elders. They should be, uh, want to be involved to some extent uh, in what's going on and, and offering uh, care uh, to you. Uh, you can expect too much. Maybe you, you expect them to be, uh, you know, too involved in your life or to be your best friend, that kind of thing. There's uh, no elder has the bandwidth uh, to, to, to do that, you know, to, uh, so, so I think there's a danger there both ways you could expect. Uh, so you have enough friends. Uh, yeah, I've got one friend. That's enough. <laughs> um, the, well, I would say also one of the things I've seen before, like treating your shepherding elder, like your congressman, where you're going to call up him with all your grievances. Yeah, yeah that's a problem. Yeah. Be like, hey, these are the things I need you to go fix in the church now. Great little visit, go fix those things. Right. Me. Yeah. I mean, like that. That like we're we're gonna give an account for your soul. Like we need to talk about how you're doing spiritually. And there's a time for having some of those discussions. And I would think that we would want to know some of those. But if it's just about like your preference or this that, um, that's not that's not really the main thing that uh, we're giving our time right. uh, to, to come talk about. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we want to be we want we want to have uh, it's an open door, and we we want to listen to uh, concerns, um, and be responsive in, in that regard. But yeah, the, the, that's that's not the primary reason why we're um, meeting with families. We're seeking to encourage them in their walk with Jesus. Uh, one thing I was gonna um, bounce off of what. And Matt was just saying, um, in in the members expecting too little or expecting too much, I think um, we as elders um, are desperately aware of the fact that we're not always the right balance in that as sure. well. Yeah. And so sometimes we uh, we might push too hard, we might not push hard enough. Right. And so. Um, just as we would ask the members um, to not expect too little or expect too much, um, I think we they, they should hear from us that uh, we're imperfect, that uh, we're not always going to be uh, noticing things um, as we perhaps should, um, and perhaps we press too hard in a certain area. And that's just part of the relational give and take right. of an imperfect sin-stained shepherd trying to uh, perform their biblical duty. Right. And yeah, I think one of, oh, well, I do want to say this because this comes up all the time, um, I think. So when I say too much, one thing is, yeah, I mean, you can't expect them to be your best friend. They may, and that's great, but, you know, they can't. They may not be able to have the man with to talk to you every day on the phone and have you over for dinner once a week. That works out perfect. Uh, the other thing is, I think a lot of times I, I see a major issue is that people uh, expect the elder to magically just know what's going on in their life. And I think there is responsibility. James 5, when you are sick, call the elders. That can be physically and spiritually. When you have need, make it known. Don't yeah, sit. Like don't wait till, you're, don't yeah. wait till the elder calls you. Months yeah, don't, gonna, don't secretly sit on it and be like, them. yeah, and, and harbor bitterness. I can't believe they don't. Maybe they just don't know. You know, maybe they've, they've got something major going on. In another member's life that's demanding a lot of their attention. So when you have need, make it known. Make yeah, it known good. to the elder. That's yeah. good. Uh, I think a lot of people wouldn't. I, I told my wife this the other day. Uh, elders have shepherding elders. Yes. Yeah. Because we're still sheep. 
Absolutely. We need someone looking after us. I told her, I was like, this is my, this is our new shepherding elder. She was like, well, you're an elder. I thought you, no, we have our own shepherding elders. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We're sheep as well. Um, and maybe we can close in this because I know it's something that we talk about as elders a lot, uh, that we are under shepherds. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we have the chief shepherd, Jesus, and this is his church and we serve at his pleasure and under his authority. Yeah. And we will not be perfect. He's, he's perfect in his shepherding. We will not be perfect. Right. Um, I just, just a little bit further. In Hebrews 13, it says, Now may the God of peace who brought again from who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Seems like a good place to end. Yep. Amen. Yep. Amen.